maybe struggle for a couple of months, maybe for a couple of years sometimes. And, and, and as I've talked with people, sometimes for a couple of decades, as we go through life and we wonder why, why, why am I going through this? Why hasn't God answered my prayers? Maybe something has happened that you do not want to happen. And you're trying to figure it out today. And you're saying, Lord, what in the world are you doing in my life? Maybe today there's something that, that you want and you don't have it. And maybe you even know that you can't have it, but you want it. You want to have that peace with God in the midst of not having what you want. We find peace when we remember God's words because His words are life-giving and they are faith-producing. When we're able to, to look at His word, we find that peace in the midst of situations that we, that we have no control over. It's not that we understand everything about our circumstances. It's that we can rest on God's word. We can rest on God's word that is true. And so in the midst of these struggles, in the midst of, 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 of wanting something or, or not understanding something, we can, we can have rest because we trust in God's word. And so we yield our lives to Christ and we trust him. God may sometimes use a, a passage that you've maybe read a hundred times. Maybe you've memorized it. And at some point, though, as you go through struggles, it's like God opens your eyes. The Word of God interprets your life back to you. And suddenly, you're able to rest in God's providence because His Word interprets the events in our lives and not the other way around. We can't allow the events in our lives to dictate what we think about God. We must go back to God's Word. We do. We'll have some very bad theology. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we, we, we see the marks of faith in these ladies after the initial disbelief. After the angel rebukes the ladies, he instructs them. He says, remember, remember in Galilee when, when Christ said, you know, I'll, I'll go through this death and burial, but on the third day I'll rise again. In, in verse 8, it says that the women remembered. They remembered, and, and, and everything to do after this are marks of faith in these women. First, they leave the tomb, and they go back and witness. They go back and share with the disciples, the apostles and the others, they go and tell them. And we don't see it in the Luke passage, but in Matthew, we know that as the women left the tomb, they encountered whom? Jesus. They encountered Jesus. And what did they do when they saw Jesus? They ran to him and they bowed down and worshipped him. They bowed down and worshipped him. 
you and I today, we don't have a physical Jesus to bow down to and to worship in that sense. But we can bow down and surrender our hearts and our lives to Jesus and worship him. When Jesus met these ladies, we see in Matthew that he says, don't be afraid. Because they left. They were, they were trembling. They were afraid. Don't be afraid. We don't have a physical Jesus to come up to us and say, don't be afraid. But if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And the Spirit of God gives us peace. He gives us wisdom. He gives us discernment. All because Jesus Christ, when he died, when he resurrected, he ascended to heaven, and he said, he told the disciples, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm sending my comforter, the Spirit. He lives within each believer. So why is the resurrection so important? It's the root of our faith. It's the root of our faith. It's that foundation of hope that we so need in the midst of life with crises and struggles and hurt. And one thing we all need in the midst of, of, of crises and struggles is hope. Hope. But we don't need hope that's unsupported. We don't need hope that's unsubstantiated. We don't need this pie in the sky by and by hope. We don't need the hope of the world. We need hope of Jesus Christ. Hope resulting from the resurrection. The gospel is good news about Jesus Christ. And his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. The gospel promises that if we believe in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross to pay for our sins, that all our sins will be forgiven when we invite him in to our lives and ask for forgiveness. And that we will live with God forever. And the good news centers on the person and work of Jesus Christ. And God the Father is saying to everyone today, that whoever believes in Jesus Christ, that your sins have been forgiven by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross because he resurrected. And if you never put your faith in Jesus Christ, today is a day. You may have heard this over and over, but there's never been a point in your life where you have put your faith in Jesus Christ. I encourage you to do so today. I've often shared with you I grew up going to church. I heard the gospel over and over. I believed that there was a God in heaven. I believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I joined the church. I went forward many times. But it wasn't until I was 25 years old that I yielded my life and I put my trust and my faith in Jesus Christ. And today I encourage you, if you've heard the resurrection story, over and over, but you've never made a decision, a hard decision, to say, yes, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Today is the day for you to do that. I encourage you to put your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's the grounds for assurance of salvation. We need forgiveness of our sins. There's nothing more 
that we need than forgiveness of sins. No matter what the world says. And it's where our hope comes from. The resurrected Jesus Christ. Well, you guys who come regularly know that I love Ephesians chapter 1. And in there it talks about the fact that before the foundation of the world, that he, God called us. He adopted us as his children. And it goes on, it says, In Christ Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses and sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. We have redemption through his blood. We have forgiveness of our sin. According to the riches of his grace. We don't work for it. We can't earn it. It's all that grace. The hope is built on him and nothing else. That's why we need to remember Jesus Christ's words. That's why we need to remember the word of God today. The resurrection reminds us that unlike so many religions that we serve a risen Savior, a living Savior, the angel said it. He says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's a living Savior. You can talk to him. He intercedes for us as believers. He comforts us and comes to us. He dwells in you as a believer. He's a good shepherd who walks you through the crises in your life. He walks with us through the valley, the shadow of death. It's important that we understand the resurrection. We hear these words. We hear these words like I heard sell and on sale. And I didn't quite comprehend and understand. And sometimes we can hear the word resurrection and we don't quite get it. Or we push back. He's a living Savior. We can talk to him. It's important that we understand the resurrection. Now, what's in hope is that our bodies one day will be raised to, right? One day, one day, our bodies will be raised as believers. <laughs> they will be glorified, they will be perfected, we'll be united with our souls, and we will live with God forever. Forever. If you buried a loved one, you need that hope that only comes from Jesus Christ's resurrection. That's why we remember God's word. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he asked the disciples a question. He says, do you believe it? I am the resurrection and the life. This question, this is a question which makes, us, makes sense only sometimes during these all-night vigils when someone is sick or maybe in the stillness of the hospital room waiting. I can think back over the years, back before they used to say no smoking, the, the hospital room were filled with smoke as we stayed waiting, waiting at the hospital, wondering whether our loved one would live. It's a question that that makes sense when all our props and all our crutches and all our costumes are taken away but then we must face 
who we really are. We're rudderless human beings headed toward disaster without Christ. And we're forced to see him for who he really is. And in the midst of that, we find hope. Real hope. Centered on the fact that Jesus Christ was condemned, crucified, dead, and buried, and he rose again, and he lives in heaven. And that is why we have hope. You can't say today that, that you trust Jesus but not his word. We can't live the Christian life without remembering God's word. Luke is telling us we need to remember we need to remember God's words. Now, I can't imagine uh, a better response for us individually and as a congregation to start com- being committed to studying God's Word, to learning God's Word. It's not that by our decision to have devotions or quiet time every day that all of a sudden our problems are going to be solved and be ended. No. But it's in the midst of that Trusting God, trusting His Word as we study it, that we have that foundation so when trials do come, when questions do arise, when we're overwhelmed with what's going on in our lives, we remember Jesus' words. We remember Jesus' words and what He said. And that gives us that steadiness, that gives us that stability in the midst of crises. There's a song. I won't sing it, I promise. But I want to read something from a hymn. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect And use every power as you choose. Take my will and make it thine. It shall no longer be mine. Take my heart. It is thine. It shall be thy royal throne. Take my love, my Lord. A pillar at my feet is treasure's store. Take myself. And I will be only all for thee. This morning, is that your heart? My life, Lord, I surrender to you. My time, my body, my tongue, my possessions, my mind, my will, my affections, my relationships myself is there any area in your life that you need to surrender something you're currently struggling with that you need to surrender to the will of God
for some reason, the disciples of Jesus Christ were not able to understand Jesus' words. Was it cultural? I, I, I don't know. They, they were committed, as much as we human beings can be, to walking with God. Why didn't they understand Him when He said, I will be crucified and I will be buried and I will rise again on the third day? Was it their hearts? Why didn't they believe him when he told them he was going to die and be buried and that he would rise again? Sometimes it seems that people, for people to believe what being told is so very hard. And theologian N.T. Wright writes, In a society that prides itself on thinking clearly and rationally, there are fashions in ideas just as there are in clothing. Let me repeat that. Wright says that there are fashions in ideas just as there are fashions in clothing. And oftentimes certain thoughts are so out of style as to almost be really unthinkable. Even if people say things over and over and over again, if fashion, i.e. culture, dictates that we should not think something else, we simply ignore them or remain unable to, to comprehend, to understand. We can't, as we say, hear them. Why? Because we hear the sound of the words but they don't go any further into our eardrums. So just as a little boy when I was five years old, I could not comprehend the word sell and on sale. Sometimes we can't comprehend the resurrection because of culture. Because culture today will quickly tell you probably that Jesus Christ didn't resurrect. Or it's not important. Or all roads lead to God. Are Jesus' words so out of style as to be almost literally unthinkable in your life? Has the world and culture so close you off to the truth of God's Word? May this not be the case. May we trust and practice the truth of God's Word. May we remember in the midst of life Jesus' words. Jesus Christ died. He was buried. He resurrected. He ascended into heaven. He intercedes for us today. In the midst of life, in the midst of our crises, in the midst of, of tough times, or good times, He wants us to remember His words. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord, Your Word is truth. It's powerful. It's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I pray today that you will bring that very simple truth, Father, 
to our hearts in such a way that we uniquely need it. Father, I know that every person here comes with different needs. Father, we pray that in a very specific way, or in a powerful way, Lord, that your truth, your word, would impact our hearts. Bring home your truth to our hearts so that we honor and love you and treasure your word. Father, thank you for this powerful reminder, Father, of our remembering your word. Thank you, Father, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the life that we have because of Jesus Christ's work on the cross. Our Father, we ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.